oftentimes God feels so wild and mysterious and big and I feel so small that I kind of don't know where to start with prayer which I didn't really feel as when I was younger so I think God has gotten maybe bigger and more mysterious to me but I think that might be part of Christian maturity welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible podcast a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never-stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Sometimes we get this idea about prayer that it's something we have to know how to do, as if it's some kind of performance, something we have to master, that we have to get it right and use special words or complicated sentences or holy language, almost as if God might not hear us or do what we ask of him, if we don't say it right. The Bible paints a very different picture of what prayer really is. Let me read you something from my book, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. It's called Arrow Prayers. Do you think that maybe your prayers aren't long enough or don't use enough special words? In the Bible, there are lots of little prayers, so little they couldn't be any littler. Help, Lord, or Lord, save me. Their arrow prayers quickly shot up to God. Once in the middle of the night, during a huge storm, Jesus came to see his friends on the lake, walking on top of the water. Peter wanted to try, so Jesus said, come on. Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on water. But then he looked down and starting to sink, cried, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus caught him. Your prayer might be so little that it may not seem like a prayer at all, but it's enough. God hears it. C.S. Lewis said this about prayer. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Our guest today shares how, through a very hard season, she came to see that prayer isn't about performance or perfection. It's about relationship, a relationship with God, about receiving his love and trusting him. Prayer for our guest is a lifeline. Tish Harrison Warren is a priest in the Anglican Church of North America and the author of two books. She writes a weekly newsletter for the New York Times and columns for many other journals. I'm so grateful for Tish's voice in the world. It's a voice of kindness and gentleness and humility. And I am so honored to have her on the podcast. I'm blessed every time I hear from her. I know you will be too. 
So, without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Tish Harrison Warren. Christianity is not a performance. It's it's union with God. I was a kid that grew up in and around the church. Church was an important part of our life. I was a good kid and I was a good church kid and I was a perfectionist in many ways. I was drawn to Jesus. But as I kind of grew, as I as I grew older, I really at an early age had a pretty um, impactful spiritual experience um, through through actually some suffering and loss and difficulty in my family that allowed God to sort of become real to me in a, in a new way or allowed me, I guess, to notice the reality of God in a new way. It was a year, 2017, where um, I moved cross country and then a week later, my father passed away and I had um, two miscarriages in the, all of that in about a, a six month period. And these were very sad, but they're, they're sort of normal losses in the sense that almost all of us, if, if we live long enough, we will lose a parent. And miscarriage is very common, moving across the country, feeling lonely is very common. But I kind of, I ended up in a season where I just felt spiritually exhausted and didn't know how to pray. And I didn't know how to trust God in the midst of that. And I, part of the reason I didn't know how to pray is I didn't know how to trust God. I didn't know how to talk to God. Um, and I didn't know where to start. And so in the midst of that, the prayers of the church became sort of a lifeline for me. The prayers really name suffering. They name mortality. They talk about um, uh, angels and um, the and guard, being guarded and protected from the snares of the enemy and from all the perils and dangers of this night, which kind of names that there are perils and dangers in the world. God wants to be united and in communion with me and not um, simply me to kind of live up to something or um, or to do to do good at something. I think a huge change for me has been moving from a kind of a perfectionistic understanding of of, of performative or performance based faith to um, to being really changed by the notion of grace and God's love for me. If you have been a Christian for more than an hour, it becomes very obvious that we ask at times for pain to be taken away or for things to be made right, and and they're not, at least they're not in the short term. We are asked by God to pray for the things we feel we need and, and the things we want. and even in the person of God himself in Christ, we see that um, God allows deep suffering in our life. And so holding that together is, is difficult, especially as kind of American consumers that are used to sort of getting, you know, put being able to sort of 
put our needs into the world and find a product to respond to them or to remedy them, that we can come to see prayer as as something like putting in a request to the manager <laughs> and then getting our request back. It's our job to put in the request and it's God's job to fulfill the request. And if we have enough faith that God will fulfill the request and if he doesn't, then it's either that God is not good and God does not love us and God cannot be trusted or there's another version of this that says, well, we're not praying with enough faith. We are not righteous enough. And then you get kind of a prosperity gospel idea that if um, if we just sort of, you know, put the right quarter in or had more faith or whatever, that we would get what we wanted. But that is not what prayer is. I think prayer is much more about entering into the presence of God So prayer could be very, I mean, often my prayer is silent. I think prayer kind of adjusts our spiritual eyes to see where God is at work in the world, to to notice even in the midst of deep suffering, even when we've asked for something from God and it seems not to be coming. And so even when we may be frustrated or angry or sad or confused, We see these moments of grace, these ways that God is still at work, these kindnesses in our day, these moments that um, call forth kind of wonder or gratitude, even in really small ways. And ultimately, this is seen in the fact that we can know God, the fact that we can be in the presence of, of God through prayer. And even if God is not performing the way that we kind of want him to, uh, he is inviting us to let him love us. And, and I think prayer is a way we open ourselves up to the reality of God's love. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Did you know that God is always listening to you? Did you know that God can hear the quietest whisper deep inside your heart, even before you've started to say it? Because God knows exactly what you need even before you ask him, Jesus told them. You see, God just can't wait to give you all that you need. So you don't need to use long words or special words. You don't have to use a special voice. You just have to talk. So when you pray, pray in your normal voice, just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. Oftentimes, God feels so wild and mysterious and big and I feel so small that I kind of don't know where to start with prayer, which I didn't really feel as when I was younger. So I think God has gotten maybe bigger and more mysterious um, to me. But I think that might be part of Christian maturity. But that starts with just learning to talk to God, just learning to be quiet and, and, and be in God's presence and tell him what you 
think and feel. So I appreciate the invitation here to do that. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever, love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.